I'm Sam. And I'm Marcus. And we We're are the, the, the Dream Dudes. Fuck. Sorry. Should we do it again? <laughs> yes. Okay, here we go. Ready? Rewind. It's like, sniff, dip. I'm Sam. And I'm Marcus. And we're, we're the, the Dream, Dream Dudes. Dudes. Oh, yeah. We're Thank getting you. better now. I did it. I did it. Fist bump. Excellent. Fist bump. Bam. Okay. Oh, that was, that'd be a good place for a sound effect. Okay. okay. Here. Three, two, one. one. Fist bump. Nice. Okay. We have a special guest today. His name is Ryan Scanlong. I did that right, right? Scanlon. Scanlon. Okay. So, uh, the way I remembered was like, remember those Scantron Scantrons, things? Yeah. Right. So that's Ryan Scantron's fun. I imagine okay. him like taking a test and that's how I remember Life everything. It's a big test. It's, it's a big test, yeah. right? And and uh, in a test, sometimes you have to interpret the items on that test before you answer them. And Ryan is with us today as a level 50 black mage dream interpreter uh, who was born under a purple cloud and is hired by the stars to interpret their dreams. Did I, did I get that right, Ryan? I would put it as amateur dream analyst, uh, expert in my own dreams. Mm. Uh, certainly have dabbled with other people's dreams, uh, but uh, definitely no qualifications or official accreditations Let's all right just... you could have like said you could have like said you were and everyone would have believed you yeah ryan is very is very humble i mean he's he's very humble except in his very, dress honest man I, you. listen just happy to be here guys thanks for having <laughs> right me. and i really appreciate you wearing the uh, the purple cape and the medallions and it really uh, yeah they really yeah. make the whole fit the whole fit we're super happy to I have you the stage i burned before this doesn't distract you guys I oh it's fine okay. no I, as my as my sister said if you cough, that means you're the problem. So, uh, <laughs> so sage is going so far, nice. so so good. If nice. Marcus coughs then, or, or anything, uh, it's because of the sage, and I apologize. Yeah. yeah, I go to the doctor sometimes, and he has me cough when he's checking for problems. And yeah. so, so far, everything's been okay. Yeah, usually that's. I'm proud of you. Good job. Yeah, I have to go do that soon. Yeah. Oh, actually, I did recently, and they're like, she was like, I can do it. I'm like, no. I can yeah. do it at home. I can right. do it. She goes, she's like, you can do a, like a self-test or I can test you right now. Right. And I was like, yeah, I can do it at home. She goes, okay, well, here's what you got to do and whatever. I'm like, cool. Nice. Just, and you're like, I've, I've been doing this for a long time anyway. Yeah, already. Right. So. Okay, good. Anyway. Excellent. <laughs> now that we've gotten the the, uh, the intros out of the way, let's jump in. Today's topic is dream interpretation. So in order to interpret your dreams, obviously you need to remember what you have dreamt about and that's not an easy thing for everybody to do a lot of people think that they don't dream because their dream recall is is very poor but it's something that can be trained so before we jump into dream interpretation let's talk a little bit about ways to improve dream recall and if you remember we have done this before so if you want to like recall your memory go do that correct like, like previously on episode see how well we know all the shows that yeah. we've done look at that <laughs> yes. yes um three it was episode three of course yes, it was, it was no, is no, it no, really no, no i'm for sure okay I, i'm positive because i remember we we um jonathan was here ah we that's about, right which, yes yes that's so, right so yeah. you're gonna get a double dose of techniques here by the yes. by the end of all of your listening journeys you will be well versed in ways to recall your dreams so yes. um and you can thank us for that Absolutely. Any That's way right. you can. We're natural born teachers. We know that repetition is, mm -hmm. is key here. So uh, I keep a dream journal by my bed. And typically when I wake up and I've, I, I grab that dream journal and without thinking about anything else, which is the trickiest part, uh, I begin to search my mind for what I was just dreaming about. And it can be challenging because I've discovered that any extraneous thought whether it's about like breakfast I'm going to have that morning or maybe something that happened uh, the day before, 
sometimes all it takes is one of those little distracting thoughts to kind of flush the whole memory of the dream. And so I really try to clear my mind and focus on what I was just experiencing moments ago while I was asleep. And to help me with that, well, let me back up and just tell a little story here about um, a way that I learned to help trigger my memories. Um, I had a dream that I couldn't recall. I, I had just woken up from it. I couldn't recall the dream, but I was, it was very, uh, it was an anxiety dream and I was, I, I could feel the anxiety. Um, so the dream was still very real, but I couldn't remember the content of it. And and I say that just because it's it's interesting that you can have very powerful dreams and still not be able to to recall them. Um, but my point is that later that day, I, I believe I was washing a dish in the sink and the water was too hot and it scalded my hand and I pulled my hand away. And in that moment, the heat from the water triggered a memory of fire mm-hmm. and and it, the whole dream came back to me. And that was like hours later. So I, I realized the importance of triggers to help you remember dreams. So I started keeping a trigger list of items in my notebook. And if upon waking from a dream, I was having a hard time remembering what the dream was, I would just scan through my trigger list. And in that list were things that would commonly show up for me in my dream. So um, I have this certain friend from middle school who makes appearances often in my dream. So he's on my list. Uh, an old neighborhood that I used to live in, for whatever reason, is is often the setting for many of my dreams. So I have that neighborhood on my list too. And sometimes if I wake up and I can't recall what I'm dreaming and I look through that list, I'll hit on one of those items and it's the key to open the door to remember sometimes what can be like two or three pages worth of of memories. It's it's pretty amazing how that works. So that's a technique that I use. Um, do either of you guys have techniques for remembering your dreams? Does it come naturally to you? Normal, normally, um, I can naturally remember my dreams, um, but for the but for the most part, I uh, it's either I wake up in the middle of the night, or as soon as I wake up in the morning, I either text myself or I text my best friend. Or sometimes I text Sam, like, I had this really crazy dream. And so, like, the moment I, like, write it all down, I have it sent to someone, and it's, like, locked in my brain. Got it. So you yeah. immediately record it yeah. in some way. Text. Some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, that's all I got. Nice. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, there are two things, and they're kind of hard to do, I think, in modern life, but something I've been trying to do in the last year or so. Number one is screens. Like I really try to reduce screen exposure after like eight or nine o'clock. Like Mm. if I'm watching TV, it's very easy to do that. A lot of us fall asleep to TV. It's fine. But I think for me that either decreases my quality of sleep and also doesn't like allow my brain to really kind of like work organically while I'm asleep. I try to read. Reading like for me gives me the most vivid dreams. I'll like read Mm. a story of fiction, whatever, even nonfiction. I'll just like my brain is just kind of working in that way and creating narrative and my dreams are way more vivid. It's uninhibited. I'm able to remember them more clearly when I wake up. So for me, and then also on the flip side, reducing uh, screen exposure when you wake up. Hmm. Um, so, you know, looking at your phone immediately, checking email, checking social media, whatever. My phone's like across the room. Sometimes it's in the other room. I don't bother with it in the morning. I try to get my dreams down first before I look at any screens. So that's number one. That kind of leads me to my second thing, which is this is kind of, <laughs> a newer thing and it may not work for everybody 
but I've been I have been using alarms to wake up. Um, you for, say have have been. not have, have not, not have not. Yeah, I've done it done it my entire life. But I had this thing really like recently where I'm like waking up to an alarm is literally waking up to being at war with your body because you're like forcing your body out of something it's already mm-hmm. naturally doing instead of your body telling itself to wake up naturally. Mm-hmm. And I know we all like use alarms and we all need to wake up and I'll use them once in a while if I have to get up super early, if there's a really hard deadline for like a flight or something, sure. But I try to set maybe an alarm for like the latest possible time I need to wake up. Mm-hmm. But I typically will find myself waking up naturally maybe a half hour before then, an hour mm. before then. And that sort of wake up is way easier for me to remember my dreams. Ah. And it's just an easier way to start the day. Um, so, yeah, reducing screens and, and trying my best to not use an alarm. That's hard for everybody, especially with work and stuff. But I try to get like early sleep and then try to wake up within a natural window so I don't need an alarm necessarily. I just want to go on record and say um, that I feel cool because I unintentionally have been doing that like hey. I, I go to bed pretty early around like nine or ten yeah all right all and right. like i have an alarm so like i'm very like meticulous about like my schedule it's so, like if i wake up at a certain time it takes me this like it takes me 10 minutes to get ready mm-hmm. and then this amount of time to get out the door and my i always have my alarm set at a certain time but i always wake up before my alarm yeah every time like unintentionally yeah so i'm like oh i'm already doing i'm already halfway there look at me yes, sir. and do you I'm have cool. do you have pretty good results with dream recall so in other yeah. words that technique that he was describing you're yeah. kind of like proving that it, for you it's definitely something that helps yeah absolutely yeah. okay cool uh, look at this cool fist bump Damn, oh right. another fist bump we just had a three-way fist bump. So. Yeah, so um, whatever sound effect you just heard, that was a lot of thought going into that because yeah. th- this was a very unique I fist bump. I see it bump. as like three swords, like touching, like, you know, Ching, like, yeah. like that. Like, that's okay, okay, okay. okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's food for thought for me when I put the sound effects in. Okay, cool. So uh, you're doing the technique that Ryan was describing. Was there ever a time in the beginning where you guys had difficulty with recalling dreams? I know for, for me in the beginning, like... Uh, it was kind of uh, disappointing because it was, it took a little time for me before I actually started to get results and recalling. But once I really did write down a few of them, it was almost like training a muscle. Mm. Did you guys have a similar experience or were you just pros from the beginning? I, it's like <clears throat> fuckers. Yeah. For me, it's, I, um, I don't know. It's whenever I, like, I never, as a younger person, like a younger, younger person, I don't know why I said that. As a kid, a youth, a youth. There you go. Yeah. In my youth, like if I had a dream, I would just not think about it. But the older I got, like the, like my dreams would start to become weirder. Uh, and normally, I, I wouldn't tell anyone about my dreams because I'm like, people are like, you're a freaking weirdo. Um, but now it's like I don't care anymore. So I like, t- and people find it very entertaining whenever telling my dreams. And so it's like, I just um, did it one day and yeah, yeah. Cool. So you were you were basically a natural yes. from the beginning. Thank you. Okay. I just want to hear someone else say that. That's so. right. That's right. You did a good job pulling that out of me. That, yeah, was, you're that was great there. I love I know how like I'm real good at fishing for comments. Nice. Excellent. That's a good skill to have. What format do you guys use to record your dreams? You all journal? Yeah, well you said okay. text, I, yeah, right? I tech. I don't have yeah. a dream. I, people just say you should get a dream journal. I am not a journaler. I've never been a journaler, but I'm a texter. Okay, so uh, for so, you it's always text. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, and I just have like this Bible of a journal. That's like my dreams, but also like therapy sessions. Wow, is that is that? Is if that you want to know like Ryan's uh, Ryan's, Ryan's, like yeah. this is me, and this is so I have 
this is like hella deep, but literally I've had maybe six of these since I was like maybe 22, 23 and I'm 29 now. Uh -huh. So this one, I, it's born. The birth date of this notebook was October 24th of last year. So almost right when I moved to Austin. Wow. So all of this is like pure Ryan, just thoughts and yeah. journals and dreams and therapy sessions. It's extremely deep. And so yeah. I don't know, like this... This, it all lives here. All Great. of the Ryan unconscious and psyche, yes. all of it's here. We're yeah. looking at a 99 cent Staples, Staples uh, green spiral notebook. freaking notebook, of yeah. course. This is completely random, but when you were like showing us your journal yeah. and like I saw words. Yes, the, please. For some reason, the only word I stuck out to me was fucking. Oh, there's, like, like, I, there's I a lot like, of that. I think you're like, I don't like, you like, I, I, I feel like it's, it said like, I want, I don't know why, but I saw, I saw like fucking pen. Like, I don't know. I, I, that's what I. That's what I saw. I don't know how true that was. In but... my no, in my unconscious, I do curse sometimes. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And the fact that you <laughs> that that was the word that stuck out for right. you. I I sometimes think of of our day to day life as an opportunity for interpretation. Oh, okay. So let's okay, get. Okay, we'll okay. get into why that okay, that well, word stuck okay, out okay, for okay, 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 okay. No, 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 no. Let me let me clear the air. Uh -huh. I'm not out here fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I say fuck a lot. Like, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, so it's in my vocabulary gotcha. when I'm angry. Okay, but we're going to leave the interpretation up to the professional here. Can we curse on this here. podcast? Can we curse? Fuck yeah. No, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, just, I just want to make sure. Okay. You can. Have, have you guys seen the um, I Think You Should Leave Ghost Tour episode? <laughs> yes. Okay. I think yeah. so. I think so. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's, some of these. It's the adult show. <laughs> yeah, we're we adults here. We can say what we we're, want. We're, and we can say whatever the hell we want. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so so you guys are are you right? Um, another technique that I read about: some people keep a um, they record. Like I, people used to Voice keep record? tape recorders oh, ah, yeah. by their beds, but I don't know if anyone does tape does recorders anymore. anymore. But like there are apps that you can use. I think most. <laughs> no, most... Some, some people, I've met people who do voice memos. Like they'll. Yeah. they'll they'll communicate with other people instead of texting they'll do like a two minute oh, voice memo yeah. that's what i've like seen recently yeah so i don't know some people still kind of use that format to record things and also communicate so i, I tried doing the, re the recording my voice but i found um when i put a pencil in my hand and i put that to paper for whatever reason that connects better for me, me too. Mm, yeah. so it's I, I imagine that probably has to do with what you've practiced like if there are people sure. who've grown up doing the recording thing that probably works better for them but experiment you might find it easier um you don't have to have a light on either uh if you're doing um a voice recording right so that that may help in dream recall because you want to minimize whatever actions you have to take in order to re yep. recall like even just getting up to get a notebook can be enough mm -hmm. of an event to to kind of flush your your dream memory memory because you're you're switching on lights your mind is starting to think and mm -hmm. it's like replacing what you what you dreamt about okay so let's say you've practiced your dream recall professional now and you've been writing your dreams down what does all that mean what do all your your dreams uh mean there are those who think that dreams are just the product of the brain kind of organizing information that dreams are really nothing more than that. It's a waste of time to interpret dreams. And then there are those who find that there's value in in what what we dream. So Ryan, where do you where do you fall in your opinions there? Yeah. So I think dreams are an opportunity for the unconscious to come out and like speak to you. Mm -hmm. um, 
they're definitely messages from your unconscious and they're all different, right? So every day you might have a different night, you might have a different dream. So I just think there are ways that the unconscious comes out to the conscious and says, this is what's really going on with you. Um, I have, I think dreams are all very, they're fun, they're abstract, but I do have like one golden rule. My dad actually taught me this. So going back to like recording my dreams, my dad had a dream journal and mm. I was a little kid and I just was like by his nightstand. I see this big, thick, same thing, like notebook. And he has this really horrible handwriting. And so you're I like, you're like what does, what does fucking mean? Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I look in, I'm like, what is this? And, and my, I went with my mom and she's like, oh, your dad keeps a dream journal. I thought that was always pretty cool. And so I was like, all right, that's interesting. What that, you know, what does that mean exactly? Uh, but I was kept in the back of my head, but um back to the original point oh his the big rule my dad told me early on is that everybody all the characters the people in your dream are you right they're not the person because i'm here in front of you guys i can't predict your behavior i can't predict sam's behavior um but what you guys do is kind of bring out a part of me that would be different if you weren't here so if i dream about marcus or sam it's not like you guys are actually there in my dream because you guys are unpredictable other human entities to me. But when you're in my unconscious, it's parts of me that are brought out by you. And so what I think the dream world does is it's unconscious and it shows you how different parts of you are interacting with each other. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. no. That's and yeah. so cool. when it's, so people, we get hung up on people a lot, you know, mm-hmm. in dreams, oh, my dad, my mom, my brother, sister, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever they're all, these are the energies that are brought out of you by those people. And Mm -hmm. they're sort of either maybe in conflict with other parts of you. Uh, They might be close and might be friends and might be positive and and have intimacy with other parts of you, but it's all you, I think. And then I think the setting that you're in, right? We talk about, like I I had some great dreams last night about Mm. being in my old house. Mm. Um, I hear you guys talk about your old neighborhoods where you guys grew up. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really about how we felt in those situations and how we associate those things. How safe did we feel? Um, Senses of security. What things did we actually do in those settings? Mm -hmm. School's super important because school, it's not just for learning, it's for socialization, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, we could have had, like in second grade, we could have had the biggest win or the biggest loss of our whole life in that day, right? Say we hit the game running home run or something at recess in elementary school. That's like the biggest elation you could have as an, eight, as an eight-year-old, right? But then you called be called a loser the next day or something. Mm-hmm. That's like the worst failure you could ever have. And so these things in the setting are like brought out of us, I think. So elementary school is common. Our old homes, our neighborhoods, uh, maybe our place of work these settings are also us and they're also kind of how we feel in these situations. So yeah, I, all in all, I try to just write down, you know, the people that are in my dreams and then sort of just independent of assessing the dream, I write and I say, this person means this to me. This person mm-hmm. brings this part out of me, right? I do that with everybody in my dream. And then I go back into the dream and I say, um, okay, well, this person interact with that person. What was that interaction like? And yeah. that's then my way of saying, well, this part of me is interacting with this part of me. And that's, this is what's happening. Can you give us, give us an example? Yeah. I'd love to. Here we go. <laughs> Opening the dream journal. Okay, cool. Here's transition sound effect. Um, so I had one last night. Let me see if this is like appropriate. Um, appropriate for Inappropriate you. is fine too. That's yes. fine. You can say that because you said we can say whatever the hell we want. Um... Okay, here's a good one. And this kind of actually ties into yours, Marcus's, be- Marcus, because mm-hmm. um, I knew I was coming to do this today. And so I read, I read yours and there's a similar, there's a similar sort of um, 
uh, instance here. So um, Marcus had a had a, a a vivid dream. What was it like a week ago? A couple weeks ago? It was last week. Last week, last week, and um, I reached out to Ryan, the Level Ten Black Mage Dream Interpreter, and said, "Would you be interested in interpreting Marcus's dream on the the show?" So. Um, did you say you were going to jump into that now? Yeah, or? if that's oh, uh, like, we no, we can sure. come, we can come back to that. But I did want to give the the I almost called you guys viewers. <laughs> I listeners. wanted to give the listeners um, just a little bit of background for when we get to that part. I could give so <laughs> I'll just <laughs> I'll just give Bless like you. an example because you asked for an example of mm-hmm. how different people in the dream yeah. represent me, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's right. Here, oh, here's a good one. I will keep. This is just the dream itself. I think is irrelevant, but I think a I think a good interpretation of um, yeah. Uh, all right, I'll just I'll keep it there. I won't use names necessarily, okay. but there's one person who showed up in my dream who's kind of a work colleague, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a female, and she like is very accomplished. She got a PhD. She went to two schools that I personally like really wanted to go to mm-hmm. as a kid. Um, and so I had a little bit of envy towards her in, in my conscious world. And so in my dream, she was sort of like flirting with me, but then also being like kind of mean to me and like kind of nasty in a way. Mm-hmm. And so how I first I wrote it down that this woman kind of represents my like maximized version of myself. If mm-hmm. I like was fulfilled my entire potential, got into the colleges I wanted to, no nonsense, no bullshit, like did my absolute best. I'd go to these two colleges, get my PhD in psychology, my dreams, right? This is, she represents that, Um, you know, but also a little more status focused, right? That's not necessarily, that my core is not really that person because I wasn't, I didn't turn out to be that person. But if I was more status focused and more no nonsense and more, you know, just generally focused on my accomplishments and career, that's who, that's what she's bringing out of me. So that side of me is kind of flirting with me, right? Think mm-hmm. about the different parts of you. It's like, hey, the status part of me that likes that stuff is kind of playing with my core self. But there's also some animosity there. There's mm-hmm. there's some like bullying almost, right? It's like, why aren't you good enough? Or like, you're, you know, you're kind of shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like the part of me that's very achievement focused is being very hard on my core self, the core Ryan, who it represents actual me in the dream. And so that was the one that sort of stuck out to me a couple days ago. Um, and at first you think, oh, it's just a work colleague who's a female who's flirting with me, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. ah, you know, flirtation, whatever. But you go down the second level of it and it's like, actually, no, it's parts of me that are playing games and also being a little mean and hard on the core Ryan. That's how I interpret that yeah. character. Is that is that a good example? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So once you make that connection and you find out what the the role is for that that or who that person is representing in terms of your psyche, yeah. do you can you use that to help like better your state of mind or or I guess my question is yeah. what is the use of making that connection and understanding what what that means? what you're telling yourself. Yeah, it's I think it's just it's a window. It's a window into how you're really feeling about yourself and how you're really responding to things in the conscious world. Yeah. Um you know, there are parts of me when I went home for Thanksgiving recently, right? Like you see your family, your parents, mm-hmm. and of course you think about your upbringing and for me I think about, you know, a little bit about status and about competing with maybe my little brother or just competing with people in general. I come from New York and the East Coast and things are very competitive over there typically. And so that a lot of that stuff came up. 
and I felt myself getting hard on myself, you know, mm-hmm. around Thanksgiving and then afterwards. And then this stream happens. And that's just like gave me more validation and clarification that, Ryan, you're a little hard on yourself mm-hmm. here. Like your core self is different from this maximized, accomplished, competitive self. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's OK. There's a reason why you're not that person. It's a little, you know, just it's understanding how the different parts of you work in the window that looks into it. Um, and I think just under, because my big thing is healing comes from understanding, right? If you understand Mm. how the parts of you work, you're more inclined to be empathetic towards yourself. You're more inclined to heal. Um, I think all of that's the path to self healing, forgiveness and acceptance. I think. Nice. 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 What is it? Um, uh, yeah. Know thyself. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. a lot to that. I think. Yeah. And this really gives you a window into, into that world. Excellent. Okay, good. That was a great example. That was really That's good. super helpful. That was, that was great. Thanks, yeah. Thanks, yeah. I often dream of, um, I, I had some traumatic experiences with a particular person in my family and that, that person never actually shows up in my dreams. Mm-hmm. It's always surrogates. It's other people that represent that person. Mm-hmm. And, um, the way I know that is because these surrogates are, are in the circumstances that the other person was in, mm-hmm. in the dream. So imagine if the setting in real life was my childhood home growing up as a, as a kid in a particular room in that house with that particular person. That person's never in that room. It's always someone else, but, but the flavor is captured. Mm-hmm. So like I can tell it's, it's that person. So I think the reason why that happens for me is that person is too much of a shock to my Right. system and mm-hmm. it needs uh, it needs to be removed from it uh, like to a degree and so by th- this way I can kind of process and interact with that sure. person in that situation in a way that's safer for my psyche mm-hmm. it, so sometimes it's another it's another individual other times it's usually just like a it's it's symbolic or I only see parts of the person mm-hmm. like um, a torso or um, never a face, never a face, even just like isolated face. It's always parts or pieces. So I think for me, at least in that example, the surrogate's purpose is to kind of um, uh, remove me somewhat from it to to keep me safe. Uh, Marcus, who do you dream about? (laughs) And this might be a good segue into your dream because I think a couple Um, family members show up. Yeah. very frequently, uh, my my uh, my childhood neighborhood shows up. Um, the neighborhood, my dad's house, um, are the rooms that I slept in, um, and my family shows up a lot in my dreams. Um, <clears throat> so it's kind of like segues into uh, the dream that I had. Um, so I woke up and my little brother was sleeping in the same bed as me. And I was like, this is weird. He never sleeps in my, he never sleeps in the same bed as me. And so my first thought was someone drugged us and made us sleep in the same bed. And I had like, and I, and I, I knew for a fact that like it was weird cause it never happened. And like, I remember I accused my brother of doing that and he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And like, I had like all these facts lined up, but like, I even like showed them like, this is, this is. Robert, my little brother's name is Robert. I was like, this is his bed. Look how it's lined up and everything. But like, anyway, I had like very detailed, concrete, like facts of like, someone did this to me. And he was like, no, it's not me. And I got, so we ended up getting a big fight. And I, um, I brought up to my dad and 
I can't remember how that interaction went, but I remember being on the ground and my dad was kicking me. Um, and then, um, and then I, so then the next thing I was in my elementary school and I was walking down the hallway and I remember like, I remember like, like the, the hallway, like it's like kind of like a square. So it goes straight here. And this is like, it was pre-K kindergarten, first, second, third, everything. And so I was walking down and right when I got to, um, the first grade hallway classrooms, I heard my brother's voice. Like he, he called my name and, <clears throat> and so I was like, I hear my brother's, I hear my brother's name. I heard, I, I mean, I heard him say my, my name and. I was telling people, I'm like, I hear my brother's voice, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about, you're crazy. Um, and then, so then in the third grade hallway, there were some bodies that were found in a storage closet. And I just remember, okay, and I was like, and I was like, I'm gonna go to the front office. Did I get called for an office? Anyway, I just went to the front office and I was like telling everyone, like, this happened to me. I woke up in the same bed with my brother, and, and I was trying to explain to everyone, like, all the facts I had and everything, and hearing my brother's voice, and everyone thought I was crazy, and I just felt. I just felt like I was like, I literally was going crazy because no one believed me. And like, I got to a point where I'm like, I was, I was in the front office and it was so crowded. And I was just like, I'm just going to kill myself because no one believes me and I'm done. I'm like, why am I wasting my breath? You know what I mean? And then like, and then like, uh, then like when you say I'm going to kill myself, everyone gets like, oh my God, now it's serious. And so like all these counselors were trying to talk to me and like, I went to the counselor's office and like the counselor was one of my students' moms, <laughs> um, I, I don't know why that was one of my so yes e sorry interrupt that's fine that was one of my questions yeah the counselors thing was interesting to me i was one of my it's funny you say that my question was were any of the counselors like specific or descript or were mm -hmm. they just kind of nondescript general insert yeah. counselor role here yeah. or so one of them was actually yeah. someone you could recognize yeah so like the, the counselor i was talking to um was one of my students mom and, got it and i was telling her how like i'm like yeah. how I feel crazy and everything. Sure. And so then she brought up, um, she brought up the bodies and she was like, um, this is the first person. And her name was like, Mrs. Something. And I'm like, Oh yeah. that was like one of my old teachers. Um, and then the second person they brought up, his name was Daryl. And I was like, Oh, I know. I, I had a friend named Daryl. And then like the third body that they found was my brother. And I just remember like, like breaking down crying and sobbing because like the last thing I did, my brother was accuse him of like drugging us. And, um, this is your older brother, my older brother. Yes, sure. Yes. And then you have a, you have a younger brother though, whose yeah. voice you heard and he woke up in the same bed. Sorry. Sorry. Let me clear. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So the younger brother, Robert was one that, that we were in the same bed. My yes. brother, Dwayne, Dwayne, and he's the one I heard him calling my voice. Got it. Okay. So yeah. So like, this is like before they found the bodies, like he right. was calling me and I, I feel like, I feel like at that time he was calling, like calling my name for help and I couldn't figure out where he was. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So now it's too late. Got it. So, and which, which brother was the one that you blamed for drugging you? Dwayne. Dwayne. Older, Dwayne, older, older brother. brother. And okay. he's the one, he was, and his body was found in a storage closet as well. Okay. Um, and so then like once I, once I like, uh, once I realized like, oh, my brother's dead. So that means someone framed my brother and also murdered him. Mm. Um, and I'm like, this is very serious. Like now like there's like, this is like personal and and then like i was um in my neighborhood there is like a it was like a daycare center i don't know whatever it's like it was like in the middle of our neighborhood and we was at a party or something there um and someone someone said i had a phone call and they're like it's for you and i answered it and it was like a man's voice and i look i look out and on the second story there's an old white man looking out the window and like 
I was like, that's the, per-. like in my brain, I, I knew that was the person. I'm like, that was him. And so I, I was like, I'm going to confront him. And so like, I go like cross the street, I go. And for some reason there was a tiny version. I, there's, there's more detail. Like you probably, I didn't tell everything, but there's like a tiny version of me, like a, like a kid version of me. Hmm. And I had, like, we were walking hand in hand up the stairs and then like, I confront, I started confronting the old man and the old man turned out to be a pervert and he wanted me. So like, I was like, I told, there's a maid, sorry. There's a maid. I told her to take my little, take my longer, younger self away. And the old man wanted me to be like his baby. Like he wanted mm-hmm. to take care of me like a baby. He wanted to give me a bath and he had like, he had a tub ready and like set up and it had like the little, um, little like seat thing that babies sit in and you like pour the water over them and, um and and this is the guy who murdered your brother and yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. people that you were familiar with yeah okay and um and like he had all like the bath toys and everything and I remember, and then like and then and then I woke up and what's weird is like I like I woke up sweating and I a lot of times I find myself not being able to wake up from dreams and like so it's like my brain it's like in a way it's like I'm trying to like fight through the like fight through the dream and like see where it goes but at the same time like I don't want like I don't like I don't like verbally think it like or say it, but like, I know like my body, like, ah, we shouldn't be like doing this, whatever. But like my body keeps going and it's like, I wake up like sweating and, and everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my, that was my dream. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for sharing, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very detailed. Um, <clears throat> so what you got, Ryan? <laughs> uh, one more clarification. Yeah, so absolutely. the older, so Old, you have an old teacher, you have a friend, and the mm. old brother are found dead. Yes. Right? And they framed the little brother for that. But no, no. The same brother who I accused of, they framed him. So oh. Dwayne, so this whole time, the brother I'm talking about is Dwayne. So, like, Dwayne got framed for drugging my little brother right. and I. Right, yes. Yes. And then, but he was also found dead, though. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> Older brother. Okay. All right. So, my, again... You're the expert on your own dreams and yes. your own unconscious and yes. what's going on in your life currently. Right. So I will probably ask open-ended questions. I want you to talk more than me. That's fine. With all of this. Yeah. My first instinct is that, you know, you, your brothers, obviously, I think you're, at first I thought your little brother was like the star of this dream in mm-hmm. a way. My first question to you is, let's, let's map out the people. Right. When you think of your little brother, what parts of you do you think of what comes out of you when you're with your little, you know, again, no, 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 as no, much no, as you want to share um, or not, but that's where I would start with this. Like my, hmm. here's a, here's a way, here's another okay. exercise. Okay. Okay. We're in this room together, right? You have a certain disposition. What if your little brother walked in? How would you change? How would your mood change? How would your disposition it, it change? Like, it would be okay. So if he walks in, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing here? But like, not as in like, <laughs> I don't want you here. It's just like, what are you doing here? And so I'm like, and he he listens to he listens to my podcast a lot. He mm. like asked about it. He goes, like so he was like, are you guys doing like month to month every episodes whatever? And he goes, oh, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, all right, cool. Like thanks for thanks for the support, man. Um, but like if he walked in, I'd be like, cool, join us. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So you're close. Yeah. Okay. I think. I hope. <laughs> okay. So the first thing is like. Mm-hmm. But parts of you, so think about your little brother, parts uh-huh. of you, sounds like you guys are close. You might be similar in a lot of ways or no. How are you guys similar or different? Um, I like, we we are similar as in like our, our like music, like we love, like, like I mean, he's a lot better in music than I am, but mm-hmm. like music, anime, games, and that's about it. Got it. <laughs> that's what we talk about a lot. And then so, how about your older brother? How are you guys different? Um, 
my oldest brother we're, we're 10 months apart so like okay. me like we like we were like really like we grew up like we we're like really close got it um and like i consider him my best friend growing up wow, and okay. so we were like we we're pretty close growing up and like um if he showed up i also do the same thing what the fuck are you doing here mm. but i'm like here come on join us whatever interesting yeah and what about your dad? Because your dad was kicking you in the beginning. <laughs> natural, a natural next question. Um, nah. If... <laughs> Sorry, this is a nervous laugh. If my dad walked in, it would be like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, you see, the, you, did you hear the difference of like, mm-hmm. hey, what the fuck are you like, 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 what are you doing here? Like, mm-hmm. I would never expect you to be here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. My first thought, all, so interesting. So you're, you're, closer like physically with your older brother you guys are closer age. age yeah uh little brother though i would i would from what it sounds like like anime and music and mm-hmm. art stuff like that's that's very emotional it's very yeah. like personal oh, i should also that my little brother was five months premature okay so like he's like so he he didn't have like a, a high percentage of living and okay. now he's turning 23 yeah he just turned 23 so it's like for me he's like my special brother you know what i mean and that was my yeah. question is what yeah. does that mean to you then? Right, right. That's that's fascinating. So the first thing I thought of reading this was mm-hmm. there are the parts of you, your older brother and your dad, mm-hmm. parts of you. Think about the commonalities between your big brother and your dad and how they relate to you. They're shaming you. They're guilting mm-hmm. you for being close with your little brother because mm-hmm. you're waking up in the same bed right. as him. And again, don't think of it as right or wrong or right, right. inappropriate. It's you're getting very close to your little brother in a lot mm-hmm. of ways and you feel a sense of rejection. You don't want, you're rejecting that energy from your little brother okay. and you're having other parts of you kind of pile on and mm-hmm. say, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that and you're you're blaming other parts of yourself. Why'd you make me do this? You, you drugged mm-hmm. me and your dad's punishing you for it. Yeah. So my first thought with your little brother is there's a side of you that, you know, you, you've got into the bed and you're close, physically mm-hmm. close with your little brother, but you, core you, feels like that wasn't your doing. Mm-hmm. And you also are blaming the other parts of you. And they're also, guilt- you're kind of pointing fingers at each other, like the Spider-Man. Yeah. Game. You're all just like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why did I get this close? Why did I get right. this close to my little brother? This shouldn't happen, right? This shoulds. This is inappropriate. Someone must have drugged me. I'm getting right. punished for this. So I first saw there's a lot of guilt and shame around being too close to your mm. little brother. Yeah. Um, and so that's the first part. It's like the three segments. That's okay. the number one. And then there's the elementary school and there's the, the old man. Right. How does that resonate or sound? That first part of the dream. <laughs> um, it's like, I don't know. It's crazy because I, I didn't. And it's not even your little brother. It's like the little brother part of you. Yeah. Think about you interacting with, with yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. The parts of the, your little brother that are in you. And there's other parts of you that are saying, don't become too much like that. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Um, sorry. That's just, that's, um, that's, Oh, I don't know. It's just like, it's imagine, crazy. imagine a bunch of calculus above Marcus's head yeah, right like now. Like, like, numbers, like, 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 I, like, like I never dug this deep into my dreams. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is, and this comes up later when you're in the school, mm-hmm. I had a note, like you feel alone in this intimacy. Like you want to be, you want that side of you to come out. You want to be close to that side of you. Mm. You want to be close to that, that little brother side of you, yeah. but you feel very isolated. You feel, yeah, just alone that nobody mm-hmm. else believes you. No one else right. is hearing your voice. Nobody mm. else is wanting you to do this. Yeah. Even you, your core is doubting yourself. Like, why yeah. am I here? I must've been drugged. Yeah. So I don't know. That's the last well, thing. No, I no, I, I have like, I have no problems talking about my life. Um, like, which is like crazy. Cause like how I, in a way that's like so true. It's like, 
I always, I always felt guilty because I wasn't, I feel like I never was a good enough brother to my, like, brother, like, I, to my brothers and sisters, as in the affectionate, you know what I mean? Like, mm. like, like the way, like, the, the way we talk to each other, we're always like, I hate, like, like, you're ugly, I fucking hate, like, you know what I mean? Like, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, I've, like, I've always wanted, like, whenever I saw families and how, like, close they are and like, how, like, oh, they sat on their brother's lap or they sat on their sister's lap or, like, whatever, like, I've always right. wanted that, but that wasn't the case for our family, which is weird. Uh, not weird, but, like, that whole aspect of, like, wanting to be more affectionate, but, like, grew to not be. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the second part of your question? No, yeah. just the sides of you. Again, this okay. is all, this yeah, yeah, is yeah, all yeah, yeah, in yeah. you. It's not necessarily yeah. your relationship with and, your brothers. It's, like, your relationship with the parts of you, right? That's yeah. all I'm saying. And so, when I think of how I relate to myself and that in- intimacy part is, like, I recently came out as of March, and mm-hmm. I feel like a part of me has been, like... I, I thought I was in a good spot where I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with myself, but I'm realizing more like I, I'm still not fully okay with myself. You know what I mean? So it's like, I I want to like, like I want to like be who I am, but then there's still parts of me who are like dealing with trauma and dealing with everything that doesn't like want me to do that. And like, and like, there's still like, there's still like a little bit of guilt and shame of who I am. Sure. Um. So like, there's that too. Do you uh, feel safer in your sexuality around your little brother? Versus well, your older and your brother and dad or no? Um, no. Uh, so my brothers, they all like. Well, I don't know if my little brother know. Robert knows. I, I haven't like specifically told him, but I told my bro- my older brother, and he was like, "Okay, moving on." Mm-hmm. Like as if like that sure. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Um, but like everyone in my family knows except for my dad. Okay. Um, and I um. I don't know how that's gonna go, and I'm like just like. And I, I don't know if I'm, like, ever going to... I mean, I wouldn't say never, but, like, that's not on my top priorities at the moment. Got it. Got it. Got that it. makes sense? Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, got it. So, no, I... That... Certainly, there's a lot of inner pull. Yeah. And, you, and parts of you feel safer with your core self than mm-hmm. other parts of you, clearly. Your dad reacted the most, you know, uh, profoundly mm-hmm. to that. And, you know, he was, like, kicking you. Mm-hmm. But it's like, um, you, yeah, I think certain parts of you makes your core part feel safer than others. Mm-hmm. That's all, you know? Yeah. Is that track? Um, core parts me. Yeah. Um, the, the, the core the core you is, is Marcus in, yeah. the, in the dream. Who yeah. you are autonomously in the dream. Yeah. Um, versus the side that your little brother brings out versus mm-hmm. the side of you your older brother brings out. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Oh, okay, cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool, yeah. cool. Um, what was the question? I, I <laughs> we, okay, okay. No, so that's, that is, that's super potent and yeah. like really like on, uh, clearly on your, on your mind right now. Right, yeah. right. Um, want to pivot to the elementary school thing yeah, yeah that's fine absolutely um, so what i wanted to say too so i had a dream recently like last night actually mm-hmm. where like both my mom <laughs> it's gonna sound bad both my mom and dad were tied up in like the closet interesting and for me and so my question is you for you is like when you found those three bodies i right? didn't find it someone oh, else did like and God. i remember yeah oh sorry i didn't tell you that no, i know i wasn't one that found it like after i heard my brother's voice I like that's when they're like the commotion started happening and they like they open up the door and they're like shut it real quick. Like, so you didn't you didn't see the bodies, but they're yeah. like their bodies. In you knew yeah. like I knew like I, no one. Had I was the same me. way. I didn't see them, but, but I, I like knew. I knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my first question is elementary school. Tell me about like what that what that setting brings out of you. Positive, negative, safe, 
protective? Like, how do you feel as a kid when you were in that setting? Um, I think, I think elementary school was like, I wouldn't say the happier times of my life, but it was like, it's, it was like before middle school. It's so like no one like 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 who you are never said it like like sunk in or anything. And I just middle like, school sucks. Yeah, middle school fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> um, but like elementary school was just like it's being so. I just remember it was being so fun. Like yeah. elementary school and like and I think the reason why I remembered my pre K like I, I I remembered my pre K because like my my um, her name was Miss Baldwin. And I love her so much. And so I remember my pre K and then my first grade teacher Miss Miss um, Hilton. Her name was Miss mm-hmm. Hilton. Um, and then my third grade teacher, my second grade teacher name is Miss Stovall. I loved her. She was so cool. And then my third grade teacher was, um, her name was Miss Chu. Um, and then I, I just remember like, like everyone's always like, like, I didn't, like they would tell my parents like, oh, you guys have such like, uh, you have such good kids or all such good kids. And so like everyone loved us. And like, I remember, and then there's this, um, I remember this one lady, I, I've known her since like, like from when I was like a little to when I left that school. Forgot her name, but she's like this short black lady, and like I just remember, like every time I like when I think of her, I think of her driving in a silver car, and she's like so short, so she has to like sit like uh, so close to like the um, yeah close to the steering wheel. So like elementary school was like happy times for me. Yeah. Great, that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And another thing with this part of it is like, mm-hmm. so your older brother again was framed. Yes. For and he so he was also framed in the first part of the dream, right? Yeah. And so. Again, a lot of guilt on this older brother part of you. Whatever mm. the older brother energy of Marcus mm-hmm. is, you're putting you're you're putting a lot of guilt on that, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's uh, accusing him of drugging you, accusing mm. him or being accused of these other things, um, you know, the bodies in the um, in this closet. Um, the other thing that yeah, the, the counselors thing, and like yeah. as this comes out, this like speaks to me because like i so i worked in mental health like mm-hmm. a lot of my life i love psychology and mental health and my dad was a guidance counselor as well mm-hmm. for years and so this counselor thing and, and helping kids uh in a school at mm-hmm. a school level is really important i think in general but like a lot of the time i think the counselors it falls on deaf ears and there's like kind of a consensus like counselor type mm-hmm. archetype where it's like adult who i don't really have a connection to telling me to not like hurt myself <laughs> you right. know yeah like uh, mackie uh, drugs are bad yeah yeah yeah. just like that's that is like the dull like not very sentimental archetype of a counselor so when mm-hmm. i read your dream that's my bias right. but it sounds like you actually had more of a special connection with one of the counselors right yeah. so my question is is like you were at this place where you wanted to like end it. You're just like, okay, no one's believing me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, you know, say something and have people hear me. Yeah. Um, but again, this is all this is all core you right. talking to other parts of you. Yeah. Other parts of you are not listening to what core Marcus wants. Right. And you feel crazy, um, and you want to kill yourself. And the counselors, my question is, would they have helped? Would they have stopped you from killing yourself? Like actually, like the person in real life? And no, in the dream. Oh, in a. Did I don't you, know. Did That's you feel good. like their words made a difference at all? No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> that was my thought. Yeah, like like they did not. So then what do they serve to you then if they're not really going to help you? It's like, I don't know. Like it's, maybe maybe they like serve the purpose of just having an outlet. Agreed. Maybe, like yeah. just like, because like, I don't know if this relates to anything, but like I want to be a school, elementary school counselor. If it's, Marcus, if it's from you, mm-hmm. it's, it relates to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, obviously. <laughs> so like I recently decided that I want to, move like go like go towards being the elementary school counselor wow okay um, yeah i know right um yeah because i work in elementary school right now it's yeah. like i want to go do that and like i don't know so like i got a little taste of like being able to like 
talk to little kids and yep. like help them work through emotions. So I'm like, I want to do that now. And so like, maybe like the person in my dream was like, didn't help me because that's who I was. Like, like that's right. who I am. Like to myself, it's like I would have never stopped myself if I did get to that point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I have been to that point, but I've never been like I'm gonna do it. I just mm-hmm. like I want to, and like that makes sense. Yeah, so this takes on a whole different dimension. I thought yeah. it was just like ancillary counselor archetype, but yeah, for yeah. you, it's a it's a professional identity. Yeah, you have these counselors in your dream, mm-hmm. and for you, it's like it's almost like an aspiration of like I want to be that. Yeah, but I want to be a maybe a better, better. version, hundred mm-hmm. percent better version of that mm-hmm. to actually reach a kid or these kids mm-hmm. um, that are yeah that are going through it. So fascinating. Um, and then my thing too is. The older, yeah, the teacher, the friend, and the older brother are all together. And so mm-hmm. I had, this is, we're going on, this is, you know, another side tangent, I guess. But um, when I dreamt last night about my mom and dad mm-hmm. being in the closet, like, tied up and presumably mm-hmm. dead. And I didn't, that's the thing. In my dream last night, there was, like, a short man who came in mm-hmm. who wanted to take a tour of my house as a kid. Like, my grown up, you know, my, my childhood house. Mm-hmm. And so then my mom and dad took him downstairs to our basement. And basement for me was, like... Usually fun, but also mm-hmm. kind of isolating. Uh, not in a bad way, but I felt mm-hmm. like I was often by myself in our basement, if that makes any sense. So my mom and dad go with the strange man downstairs to the basement. I'm upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's taking a while. And, you know, where are they? They're, the basement is not that big, right? They mm-hmm. should be upstairs by now. I go downstairs and I see the man. And he's, like, quasi-naked. I don't, like, see everything. But, mm-hmm. like, he's basically naked. In my head, he registers that he's, like, basically naked. Yeah. And he basically says, like, yeah, they're in the closet. And he doesn't have to finish the words. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to finish, oh, I killed them. I, like, go after him. And I, like, will take a knife and, like, want to kill him. Right, in right. the dream. And then I yeah. wake up. I wake up instantly. Yeah. My point is, is when I looked at the dream, it wasn't, like, my mom by herself or my dad by himself. It was, what do they mean together? So think right. the same example. What if... Um, those three people, old teacher, mm-hmm. friend, and older brother, mm-hmm. what do they all have in common with like you? What do they collectively bring out of you? Because like my mom by herself brings something out of me. Right. My dad by himself brings something out of me. Yeah. But together they bring out something a little different out of right. me. You know, because yeah, they yeah. are their own energies. Yeah. So my question is, if you had your old teacher, your friend, and your older brother here in the room, like, or just wherever, yeah. what what sort of collective energy do they bring out of you? What Does that yeah. make any sense? See, and that's, that's the thing. It, what's, what's weird is, like, I do remember all of my teachers, but the teacher that she mentioned was, mm-hmm. like, a teacher I don't remember. Like, I knew she was my teacher at some point in my life, yeah. but I didn't really, like remember who she was or have like a good connection so maybe right? it's a part of you that you're forgetting a part of you that is less important to yourself yeah <laughs> okay and what so, about the friend the other guy? So my friend our daryl like we had a we um in our old neighborhood we had a friend named daryl and like um we had like seven brothers or they're like a bunch of kids in that family but like we would hang out with him my brother and i would hang out with him a mm-hmm. lot yeah okay yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then and then older brother who older we talked brother. about. Yeah, we yeah. yeah we've already discussed him and everything yeah. for sure. Um. So yeah, no, I would. And then the last time, the the voice that you're hearing in mm-hmm. the school this whole time is your older or younger brother. My older brother. Your older brother. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um. So yeah. No, I. It, again, this is I don't have the answers, yeah, but I like I'm just kind of you know I have notes and I'm I would just say that yeah, there's a lot of 
you're putting a lot of guilt on this older brother's side of you. Whatever mm -hmm. older brother represents to you and whatever part of you is brought out, mm -hmm. there's a lot of guilt there. Um, and it's leading to, you know, whether it's uh, accusations of the, uh, drugging you or whatever else. Mm -hmm. um, so I, that's basically the takeaways I had from that part. Yeah. And the last part with the, <laughs> the old creepy man, yeah. uh, it's hard to look at, but the reality is we all have creepy and appropriate parts of ourselves. We, right. have, we have parts of ourselves that we find distasteful, you right. know, and that's this old man to you. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting wrinkle of you're hand in hand with a kid version of you. Right. Which is fascinating. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the man wants to treat you like a baby, mm -hmm. but not in a good way yeah. at all. In right. like a violating way. So what I think of that is like you have this part of you that you deem is very inappropriate and taboo and, and not, mm -hmm. you know, savory at all. And it's trying to like infantize, uh, you know, infantilize you, right? Mm -hmm. Reduce you to a lesser version of yourself, bring your faculties down, make you a child, make you right. a baby. Is that resonating? That's how I read that part of it is that that part of you, your core feels threatened by that, by the, the creepy, inappropriate side that mm -hmm. you hold because it's going to dumb you down. It's going to make you a baby. It's going to reduce you. That's how I see that exchange. Um. When I just food for thought, you don't have no, no, to, no, no, you no, no. know, I know, I know what you mean. But like when I had that dream, I immediately thought of this interaction I had with an older gentleman. Mm -hmm. Um, and like he took advantage of me and I just remember like mm -hmm. feeling so disgusting. And like, I was like, this is so disgusting. And I, I, I legit almost had, like, sorry, I legit almost had a panic attack. And sure. I was like, and like, even after the panic attack, he still was being really weird and really creepy towards me and everything. And so like, I feel like. And, like, whenever I tell, like, if I tell someone that, they're like, oh, my God, are you okay? And, like, for me, it's just, like, I never process it as, like, how, like, that wasn't okay. I was just like, oh, it's, it is what it is, you know what I mean? And so, for me, it's, like, maybe, like, like, I need to start acknowledging, like, the situations I've been in, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, like yeah. acknowledge, like, okay, that wasn't, that actually wasn't okay. And you were in a position where you were uncomfortable. And yep. you were in a position where, like, it, it like... Like you want it, like, it's like you, you didn't want it to happen and it did. And now you're at, like, you need to deal with that and not just like brush it off or whatever. And I'm good for just brushing things off. Um, that's just, yeah. Um, so like, I don't know. I feel like that's what that, that old man was. That old man was mm, like, yep. like that, that, the whole interaction was, um, unprocessed yep. feelings of like sure. disgust and like, and like how, like, and not like how could, but just like, like there's like. The tensions of people are like nasty and yeah. like and so like i don't know like but how's that old old like how's that old man me it's like is it like is it like a part of me that's like uh a part of me that's like trying to like hey like this is what happened you know what I mean does that make sense like yeah. is it like is it was it more of would, like a i would agree don't like, think of it as that's the thing it's like we have we'll have nefarious like evil people in our dreams yeah don't think that it's oh there's a part of me that's like yeah, hitler no i know no. Yeah, no, no. i think but was... but but that's the fact that it, it happened at all the right. fact that it's present in your unconscious that's right. what that guy means it's not necessarily marcus is this man like mm -hmm. it's just that the like you just hit it on the head what you said is i'm just trying to affirm what you're saying mm -hmm. it is uh present mm -hmm. and and it's there and it's, you know, it's, you know, objectively bad and it's, you know, but it's there, you right. know, you, you, yeah, that's all I'll say. But no, you hit it on the head. It's not that you're that person. It's that this energy is present. And mm -hmm. also say with the, with the baby thing, that's, it's, 
like makes you feel powerless probably right, right? Yeah. like it's, mm-hmm. a child has zero power a child mm-hmm. can barely walk right a baby can't right now so yeah i yeah. think you had it I wonder too if you if you went into that situation looking for some kind of healing or some kind of positive because you have the little the little it's version like, of Marcus with you of course yeah. yeah and like okay so initially I was like you like want to get high I I love to get I I mean <clears throat> I know people who like to like to get high and I like to do that sour stuff too so like they were like hey like let's go hang out whatever and I'm like all right cool and like I'm also the type of person who's just like go with the flow so it's like I know. I, I'm just gonna, okay. Let's just see where let's see what happens, and then I know when to like cut it off. But mm-hmm. like when I wanted to cut it off, it didn't get cut off. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Boundaries. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 There's there's more to that story that I'm not gonna I'm sure. say. I'm sure. In, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But you <laughs> saw no. Sam hits a really good point. You yeah. saw that as a way of. Um, well, how you were holding the hand of the younger Marcus. Yeah. So that's you guiding, you yeah. being protective, you standing with him right. and facing this energy to an extent, but still facing the threat of being, you know, infantilized right. and, mm. and powerless as a child, uh, as a baby. Um, but that's super, po- man. Okay. That's all I had for notes. Yeah. That's, that's super powerful, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have not much more to say to all of that. I just wanted to ask some questions and no, give you no, my dude, thoughts go ahead. and stuff go ahead. like that. But no, any any other, you know. Um, now, nah. um, I okay, okay, okay. So something that I do think about, like th- the thing, like when I told the maid to take it, like take my younger self away. Yep. it's like I felt like in that moment I was ready to like defend myself. You know? mm. Like I need to like like this is like this is the moment where I'm gonna like and so like. The dream didn't end with me, like, accepting, like, oh, yeah, we're going to do. The dream ended with me, like, this, I'm going to, like, murder this man, basically. Like, okay. I'm going, like, like he, like, I'm going to, like, he's ruined my life. Right. And I'm going to go and, like, fix it. You know what I mean? So it was more like the older me was protect. Like, it's like, yeah. I'm here to stand up for the past version of you that happened to you. So I'm yes. here to defend you. And, like, and so, like, the part, like, the old maid is, like, telling myself, I got this. Like, the, 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 the more like confrontational braver side of me was like <clears throat> i got this little one like you like go take like go away yeah i handle this you know what i mean yeah yeah. Um, yeah i'm gonna draw this boundary here yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. yes um yeah you cool you can really see the that uh, for me i think you can really see the value in doing what you're doing yeah because it um i mean correct me if i'm wrong but hearing like what ryan had to say about the the players in your dream and how mm-hmm. they represent you and the connections to your life what does that uh, what does it do for you i imagine it's something right no positive, it's like helpful because i like whenever i do have these vivid dreams i just like i just say oh my god i had these weird vivid dreams and maybe and like and like and there's always those specific things that show in my dream and i always chalked it up as like oh it's just childhood trauma that i never dealt with or everything but i never like i never took the time to actually like what is like what the, each individual part mm-hmm. means which is really cool so like i really like appreciate like like taking like what i like what i thought i had and it's like elevated it to like a different level which is really cool yeah do you guys ever take your what the content of your dream uh, but i will sometimes use a dream such as the the one you had Mm -hmm. um and i will i call it re-dreaming but it isn't actually re-dreaming because i don't go back to sleep to, to do this process um, but if I say I'm having a reoccurring dream and I, I know I'm playing something out that happened in my past that was hmm. traumatic. And let's say the main theme of this traumatic dream is powerlessness. Right. Um, I will wake up from those dreams and 
it's kind of like a, a PTSD loop that I think I go through in some ways having these kinds of dreams. And so what I started doing was I'd um, conjure up images that I had in this dream where I was sort of reliving these traumatic moments and I would redo it. So mm-hmm. I would give myself power that I didn't have in that moment, like to say to say no or to mm-hmm. leave or something. And uh, I have found value in sort of re retraining my mind there because mm-hmm. for me I get I think I get stuck in these loops and to be able to replay what happened and and sort of retrain my mind has been helpful in helping me process and and move on do you guys ever make efforts to kind of uh, mm, use yeah. those dreams as jumping off points for 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 changing reaction so what i think that is is it's a window into showing you that you're already doing that in Mm. your conscious world you're making changes with yourself in a conscious way uh maybe it's you know whether it's therapy or hanging out with different people and thinking or whatever right i think it's a window because i i'll say like death in a dream is Mm. not bad death means those are parts of you that you might that might be going away that might Mm. be just the death of my mom and dad the other day uh last night in my dream i feel like there is a mini death in that part of me it's not a bad thing i'm separating from that part of myself a little bit so um when you when you say there i think the opportunity to change is in the conscious world which Mm -hmm. you probably are doing because then it comes up in your dream and saying wow you reacted to this thing differently you protected yourself you stood up for yourself Uh, you killed this thing Mm. right right right. and that's a that's a a message that your unconscious is telling you that's saying hey consciously i'm fighting this thing i am i'm getting better i'm improving that's how i see it yeah so Mm. i see it as a message of like you're on the right track yeah cool interesting yeah you want to be on our show more often Ah! (laughs) (laughs) this was pretty fun i know i love dreams and uh, i could talk about this all day yeah and um yeah listeners we're looking for a way to have you guys submit us your uh your dreams i dropped the ball on that one. Oh, it's all marcus is working on it yeah. so in the future we do hope to have some kind of system where users can either like record themselves talking about their dreams and we could we could play those on the show or users could submit uh emails or messages of some one format or another and we could read those and perhaps have ryan on to do more uh interpretation yeah yeah, yeah. I, totally that could be like a whole like segment of like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if, not like volunteering you to do anything. Right? No, sorry. I, I, I hope this resonated. I hope it mm-hmm. wasn't like too, you know, deep or no, too no, whatever. No, 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 but like, no, no. I love this world, and yeah. like, I hope it resonates well, and I hope it's net positive. That's yeah, you know, that's definitely, all. definitely. Cool guys. Well, I think this is a good wrapping up point here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a good, good show. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Nah. Let's, oh. let's have a palate cleanser. Can we do like oh. a funny dream? Like, let's think of a, uh, you know, a funny dream. Um, something recently. Uh, uh, let's see. Funny dreams. Um, I have, well, okay. So I have a lot, of, I usually have a lot of dreams where I have superpowers. Oh, I love that. And so I feel, I, I feel like I've either told you, Sam, in person or I've said it on the show, but I was, um, I was like one of Lex Luthor's like creations and so, like, I had, like, all these superpowers, and I was, like, fighting the Justice League. Like, I was, like, fighting Wonder Woman. Like, I was, like, stronger than Superman. So I was, like, fighting Superman, fighting Wonder Woman, fire, fighting Batman and whatever. And then, like, but then, like, also with with being mind control, the other part of my mind started, like, breaking free. And so I, like, broke free of, like, Lex Luthor control. And, I, like, I had then, like, like, even though I didn't have all the superpowers I had 
from the beginning, I still had some, and I remember going to one room and like, look, I'm better, and I still have superpowers. That's cool. <laughs> I like Excellent. that. Excellent. I had one where I was standing on a beach, and I was looking out at the ocean, and the sun was setting, and to my right, there was this dog mm-hmm. frolicking in the water, and I said the weirdest damn thing out loud, and the thing I said was, not many people know this, but uh, one of the things Benjamin Franklin is famous for is dogs liking water. Interesting. What the fuck? <laughs> oh wait, no, you. That's what wait, I said wait, in the in the dream. For a second, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. But yeah. then I was like, oh wait, never mind. Yeah. That's a dream thing. <laughs> yeah, because when you think about that, what? How how's that making sense? Benjamin Franklin, Franklin responsible for one of his inventions is dogs liking water. Did you, you yeah. looking? You still looking I, for I your I found cleanser? I found a okay. silliest dream, and most of my dreams are like you know I don't know not as silly. But there's yeah. one where. Uh, do you guys watch uh, Better Call Saul or at least familiar? I know that yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So I was watching it. I was late to the game, but like, you know, Saul is like this very, you know, chatty, uh, very elusive lawyer. And so yeah. I had a dream like last month where I'm in court and Jimmy McGill, Saul, is my yeah. brother. And I'm trying to like, um, like testify on his behalf or something. Yeah. Um, and so then, I don't know, I was make, I was supposed to make an opening statement, and I yeah. do, and I go into this whole, like, soliloquy argument. I'm very profound, <laughs> yeah. and I'm passionate. I'm channeling my inner Jimmy, Jimmy McGill, uh-huh. and I'm, like, making great points, and I feel so powerful in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, the opposing lawyer's like, you know, that didn't count. That's not a, that's not a true <laughs> testimony, because counsel yeah. didn't ask that's you true. any questions. You just uh-huh. made a really long <laughs> opening statement. Congratulations. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't care. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it there. There's uh, other things that that means, but okay. yeah, I thought it was funny. Cool. All right, gentlemen, yeah. thank you for being on the podcast. Until next time, keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Wait, no. Remember we remember we, last time we did that the closing thing? What was our thing? You got to like, refresh like, my memory. It's like, well, it's what we did in the intro. Like, you're like, I'm Sam and I'm Marcus. And it's like, we've been dream dudes. You remember that? I don't, but let's <laughs> no, do it No, okay, then if you don't remember it, we don't have to do it. But like, if you go back and listen, we did do it, but okay. we don't have to do it now. It's too late now. Sam's been wasted the last five times you've done pods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's the completely. only way I can do this. Yeah, you can only cope with it. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, that's yeah, not we'll funny. We'll save that for another show. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye.